Good morning, and we welcome to the program for his monthly visit, the mayor of the city of Batesville, Mike Bettis. Good morning to you, Mr. Mayor. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Well, it's great to have you as always. And, of course, uh, Batesville Board of Works and City Council are meeting this week. And uh, first up, of course, the uh, the Board of Works, uh, just uh, two items on the agenda. They were both of the new business variety. And uh, surprise, surprise, there were street closure requests. Yeah, yes, it, and it's what we seem to do best. And so we get, uh, a, we get a number of these uh, throughout the year. And uh, over the last few months, we've had more. Now we have tro- we literally asked a number of the groups who have annual events to uh, uh, we reminded them early in the year saying hey we're going to be you know if you're going to be run having your event ask us early so we can get them in early and so we we've gotten a number of them done over the last few months but we had two more that came in for this month and are both are things that we have done in the past uh, neither one is was a big surprise but. It, they do ask to have city streets closed, and and the process then is for Board of Works then to approve those street closures. Uh, part of that process then is also to give a heads up to the police and fire departments so that they understand that these events are happening when, where, what streets are involved so that they can uh, be prepared just in case there is something they need to react to that they know what's happening so so yeah there was two two requests uh one came from amex well for what they call puppuccino night and so i think it's a night where they uh people will bring their puppies or dogs uh, up and they hang out on george street and so they asked if we could close close george street from maine uh to about ison's pizza factory and so so in that little space they wanted to close down so that we, they could have people have their dogs out there uh and so they get treats and and such and so it's a fun little event and and we've done it for years but then i th- i think they didn't do it during the covid years and so they were asked again to have that and so that was the first one and that will happen on saturday august 5th from three thirty to seven thirty. so that's a saturday night uh so that that one got approved the second one then came from st louis church uh, in preparation for their annual church festival which is scheduled for september 16th or 16th and 17th and so they like to close this the couple streets down around their facilities so they can raise the tents and do the work and get the all the prep work done so basically from about from the 13th through the 18th then we shut down both parts of walnut street around their place and also um uh, Mul- or not mulberry st louis place in front of the school and so those areas get shut down when they build the tents in the back they then even have the kids play at lunchtime out in front and so this gives them a place to uh, for kids to have recess in a safe location and so uh, this is an annual request this has been going on since uh, heck since i went to st louis school however many years ago 60 almost 60 years ago so it is uh was a pretty simple request and so both of those got approved then by the board of works and then with that uh, moved on to the council meeting and uh, had a uh, swearing in ceremony this was for a uh, firefighter that's right and so jacob speckman is a is our new firefighter he has been involved uh, with fire and em and now with our ems folks also uh, and he comes from a long line of of people who've been involved with 
emergencies, either with fire departments or working in the dispatch center. His family has been involved in this for years. And so we're excited to have him join the Batesville Fire Department as a full-time fireman. Uh, And so it was kind of fun. And so he he had his family there. His wife and two children were there. And so it was a nice family event. And the rest of the fire department was there to um, to, in support. And so we had the opportunity to swear him in. And so it was it was nice to have the excitement of having a new person and seeing how it impacts a a local family and and a great young man. So we're happy to have him. And uh, one neat thing about that was uh, his uh, father uh, pinning his badge on him, a uh, retired firefighter from uh, Oldenburg and Morris. Yes, and so uh, so they have a history of, of, of service to our community, our community and the surrounding communities, and it just, it just worked out great. All right, and then uh, also uh, in the uh, meeting on Monday night was the uh, ADA in uh, Section 504 of the Rehabilitation Act, and uh, if you could uh, uh, walk us through that, please. Yes, and and so from time to time, we'll get requirements that come to us, either from the most times it comes from the state, and this is another example of where the state said, "Hey, if you want to, if you want to get grant money from us, you need to meet certain requirements," um, and so. This is a part of the ADA program says that uh, American with Disability Act says that you will make accommodations to allow people with disabilities to be able to enjoy the same things that other people can to the to a reason at a reasonable level. And and so they really have not asked for anything. I'll say that it's new or different as much as they just wanted something in writing that says that we will make those accommodate reasonable accommodations for folks. And so um, NDOT then came to us and said, hey, if you're going to want to get community crossing money from us in the future, then you need to have this Section 504 document as part of your ADA plan. And so we've been very fortunate for the last number of years. We've gotten a million dollars a year, probably for the last four years from NDOT, uh, to do repaving of local roads. And um, and I say repaving, but many times it, now it also includes curbs and gutters and sidewalks, whatever is really needs to be uh, taken care of on a, uh, around a city street becomes part of that program. And so uh, we obviously want to have access to those, those grant dollars because that helps us um, be able to do a lot of different road projects around town. So, um, and what, and the ADA program has been in place, I think since Gosh, the 80s, 90s? Yeah, late, late 80s, early 90s. I think it was late 90s. 80s. Mm-hmm. Yes, I think it was in the 80s that it passed and was coming through. And so we were more than happy. We're already doing some of these things to start off with. And so it was more formalizing that there, this is in place. And so that was an easy one for council to agree to. And then it still allows us the opportunity then to have access to eight, or to community crossing money in the future. So... That was that was one of the simpler things we've gotten to do this year. All right, and then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout. We'll continue our conversation with Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis as we look back at Monday night's city meetings. That's coming up right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. 
Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our monthly chat with Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis. And uh, Mr. Mayor, an uh, item that uh, we touched on in uh, the news yesterday was uh, some uh, coronavirus funds going toward park improvements. Yes, and so this is actually an, was an exciting thing. This is one of those things that uh, it's taken us a while to get comfortable with the uh, coronavirus. Um, some people refer to it to as the American Rescue Plan Act or ARPA funds. And so the city initially received 1.5 million and change from in ARPA funds from the from the federal government. Uh, we invested $175,000 into the skate park and so that left approximately 1.34 million dollars. And so over the last number of months and actually one of the projects we've been working on for a while uh, we said wait a minute we have a lot of projects we'd really like to do at the park but the park is probably the department that gets the least amount of funding uh, as in comparison to the other departments so if you look at the utilities they they are all taken care of through usage fees and utility fees and so those are well funded uh, the street department uh, obviously is doing well with the money we're getting from the state for community crossings police and fire are both heavily funded by the city and and so the department that probably gets the least funding is is the parks but and so this was an opportunity to take some of those arpa funds and put them into capital projects that we don't normally get to fund and then do a number of them all at the same time and so if you look back at to what happened last month last month we had a young man uh, a young tennis player who came to us and said hey uh, the tennis courts uh, are in disrepair they could be better and the school corporation is going to be doing a major project out on their campus to replace the the tennis courts out there is there any chance you guys could do your tennis courts in advance so that um, people who love to play tennis would have a place to play since the uh, high school courts will be under repair. And so uh, so that caused us to start thinking about some, you know, well, we wanted, wanted to uh, cut down some old trees at, the, at Liberty Park. We had a number of trees that, were in, that uh, were in bad shape and they needed to be taken down so as to not have them fall down and hit somebody or hit some other capital piece of equipment out there. And so that, and then we also looked at the, at the parking lot, the main entrance that kind of comes in and heads to the south and goes around Liberty Field. That road has, has what needed to be uh, repaved, and all those parking spaces on either side need to be repaved. And so we said, hey, there's another small project we could grab and make part of a bigger project. And then we... Uh, a number of years ago, we did uh, we made a, a trail through the baseball complex. We took road, we dug it out, put in road grindings for a base. That base has been in there now for five, six years, and now we're going to go back and put pavement on top of it to make it a nice, smooth place. Uh, so when families are out there, uh, they say they have a a stroller, have a younger brother or sister who's in the stroller 
that they'll be e- much easier to get those strollers around now that we'll get them paved. And so we took a variety of these projects. And then the biggest piece of this puzzle then is, is a new park building. And so we have a office built or a little small office building and then a, a storage facility, which is a part of it, which is on the third base side of Liberty Field that has been there for many, many years. And so we're going to take that old building down. We're going to build a new one in its place. And we're going to make it big enough that we can get all of our equipment, all the park equipment, the, all the mowers, all the different pieces of equipment that they need to keep the park up. And so we're going to put them all in one location. Right now we have them spread out through three different buildings. And so we're going to put them in one space to make it easier for us to get to a piece of equipment and use it quickly. Uh, and so we're, that is was a part of this um, bigger project. So we're in total, we're going to spend almost half a million dollars of ARPA funds then on the park uh, because we have this opportunity with these ARPA funds and to do these major capital projects. And so we've turned it into one big giant project. And so now we're going to start doing these different bits and pieces. And, and so some of them will take a little time. The building, of course, will take the longest because we have a number of things that we'll have to do because of the size, the cost of that building. We'll have to, it'll have to go out for open bids. And so we'll start that process now of working through that, of getting a set of documents pulled together and bidding documents and then advertise it and accept bids so that we can then replace that building. The existing building that's out there is actually two buildings. There was a, a front building that was built a number of years ago that doesn't have a bathroom in it. The electric was kind of cobbled together at best. And then a few years after they built it, then they added on a small section for um, to park some equipment in. But it wasn't big enough to hold all the equipment that we have to cut all the grass around the city at all the different parks. So... Uh, we'll take that one down. We'll put a brand new building in its place, and and the park then should be set up for many many years to come after this. When you think about all the projects that are going to happen, the mayor's youth council kids are going to help with the repaving of the basketball courts. This project will take care of the tennis courts. We'll uh, repave the parking lot and road the main road through there. And then we'll do the two additional, or we'll do the trail through the complex, the baseball complex. There's also a small trail that runs through the park itself that's kind of on the west side of the reservoir. And so there's a section of trail there that um, needs a little love also. So all these things are going to get lumped into one big project. And the uh, So we'll have lots of construction out there. It'll be a little crazy for a while, but we'll it'll be in much better shape and be should be ready for many many years to come and then so again that's the uh, the new park uh, maintenance building two hundred forty thousand of the uh, five hundred thousand that'll be uh, spent on that and then uh, of course the uh, the tennis courts uh, that involves the million repaving painting also uh, 10 foot fencing and uh, lights as well on, on top of the other uh, items that are in the uh, in that so uh so with that, uh, you know, had uh, five hundred thousand dollars of the uh, ARPA funds going to that particular project, and uh, of course, uh, council approved that. And uh, and of course, uh, during the uh, the mayor's report uh, later on, uh, have uh, th- those throughout the evening, and uh, of course, uh, have uh, several uh, key events in the community coming up. That's right. And so uh, the city of 
uh, Batesville helps partner on a lot of different events. Uh, and, and so truth in advertising, I, as I like to say, I, uh, and so th- every month I do, I do an events update and, um, I apologize that I did not get it done properly on Monday night. And so I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to, to make sure that I get the word out on, on a few events that are happening. And a couple of them are happening like this weekend. And so the first up, the Kiwanis will, is, will be holding their, their family carnival here in downtown at the Village Green parking lot this weekend from May 11th through the 13th. Uh, Thursday and Friday, they'll be open from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. And then on Saturday, Saturday they'll be open from 1 p.m. till 9 p.m. And so this is an event that, like so many others, um, we had a couple years off during COVID. Uh, I believe that they were they were in. I believe they were had it last year, mm-hmm. and they'll be having it again this weekend in downtown. So uh, it, I know lots of people look forward to it. Um, the, carnival folks are already here and already set up and ready to go and so that'll be happening here this weekend another event that'll be happening here in downtown this weekend is the is the batesville main street will host what they call mainopoly on may 12th and 13th so that's again this weekend uh, part of that is they'll have what we they call touch a truck and so um, it's an opportunity for kids to come and see different pieces of equipment and so we'll have a police vehicle there a fire truck will be there well you're we're even going to have um uh some street department equipment out there so kids can have a chance to see uh the different equipment that that is used Uh, and then probably the biggest piece of the puzzle just fell into place this week is that they're also going to have a army helicopter to be a part of the event of the touch a truck and so it'll be flown in uh, by a batesville resident gentleman by the name of amos taylor who will be fly will be bringing in a helicopter which will be part of that so that will all be happening over at rama marketplace in their parking lot and so that will happen on saturday from 11 a.m to 1 p.m there'll be uh there's a small charge for that and if obviously if you have a number of kids they they've limit that cost so it's two dollars per kid but $10 maximum for a family. And so it's a great event for um, families to get out, be in downtown, see what's going on. And then that will happen this weekend. And so if you want to learn more about it, you can visit the BatesvilleMainStreet.org for more information about Mainopoly. The Batesville Area Chamber of Commerce will hold their annual golf outing on Thursday, May 18th out at Hillcrest Golf and Country Club. So uh, visit the chamber website batesvilleIN.com for registration details. I believe that they've already have a number of groups signed up. Uh, I know it's a f- big annual event, and so I encourage people to come out and, and enjoy the chamber golf outing on the 18th. I got one more item that will, will, will allow me in the fact that um, the Ripley County. EMA director, a gentleman by the name of Randy Miller, uh, asked, reached out to me and asked if I would uh, help promote their new emergency alert system. And so for m- many, many of us who've been around Batesville for a while, the, really the first emergency alert system was a, an, a system called Nixel, and, and it still is out there. It is not heavily used by the EMA folks anymore. Actually, they don't use it at all. Uh, and so... But Nixel is still out there, but 
they are want are in the process of starting up a new a new alert system which is called hyperreach and so this hyperreach system uh, will send a, a a text to your phone which will then get give you up-to-date information and so it's primarily going to be used for weather events and so if there is a tornado warning coming it will send you a text saying at this time the national weather service is, has issued a tornado warning for your area and so it's uh, very quick it's very easy and so what they've asked me to do is help get the word out that hyperreach is the system that the ripley county ema department is using as their emergency alert system and so you can go to the city website on the front page in the toward in the center of the page there'll be bright red letters that will say hyperreach you click on that that will take you to to their website uh, there's only four or five things you have to fill in a name i'm not sure if you even ask, i think it asks for your address and then ask for a phone number so that they know or your cell phone number so that they can have a phone number then to send text to you can go through there'll be a list of different emergency events uh, that you'd like to be to get an alert on and so you can pick and choose those i i picked all of them Oh, I take it back. I think I took out the hurricane warnings. I didn't think that was going to be a big issue for me. Uh, but the rest I left in, and so it only takes a matter of minutes to do it. But it gives you a, a way to have – all of us have cell phones. Almost everyone has a cell phone these days. And now there's a system that uh, the, the EMA folks – will be able to alert us either to weather events or if there's some other emergency event that they'll be able to reach out to the citizens of Batesville and people all across Ripley County on what's happening and what we need to know before when it's happening. Such as the hazmat uh, spills, incidents, and things of that nature, yes. mis- missing children, things of that. Yes, all those things will be open to this hyperreach, mm-hmm. and so they'll send, they will then send us all text so that we can be up to date on what's happening. All right. Very good. Well, as always, uh, Batesville Mayor Mike Bettis, uh, we appreciate your time. Uh, Look forward to these chats every month. Look forward to uh, doing this again next month. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. I do very much appreciate it. And everyone enjoy the beautiful weather this week uh, and come out and to enjoy the events that are happening. So have a great day, everyone.